The Well is a gospel-centered church located in Boulder, Colorado. We exist to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. For more information about The Well, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org. Think about this. With your kids, it's rarely what you see is the issue. Rarely what you see is the issue. Okay? We did that. And I'll, we'll go to problem. So we're introducing problem two. So I want to share with you a communication technique based on this problem that we have where we get distracted. Remember, your kids at their age, they don't have baggage yet. Okay? They don't have baggage. They're little. They, their brains are super undeveloped. Does anyone think their kids have baggage? Because I see Bree over there like, okay, Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> What's your, what's your son's baggage? Um, my parents. No. 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 Sorry. No. He doesn't have baggage yet uh, because he's not old enough to process in that way. Think of the lizard brain. He, he, can, he can think about what will get a reaction. He can navigate behavior, emotion, facial expressions, but he doesn't have the baggage where he's thinking back to what would daddy do in this situation? I'm on Pearl Street, I've maxed my credit card, and I need to get back to the sports field before they find me. What would daddy do? No, he's not processing like that yet. He doesn't have the linear concept. His brain can't process that in that way. What they do is, I'm hungry, I'm gonna scream because that gets daddy's undivided attention, right? That's why throwing the ball, right? So in, I want to teach you this real quick technique. It's really interesting. As your kids grow older, you can continue to use it even up to the point where you have grandkids. All right? When I'm doing the role play and I'm throwing a ball at John and he reacts to me, if John were to ask the question, son, why am I experiencing you in this way? then it relieves the burden of, why is my kid out to get me? Why am I feeling triggered? And it brings in a third element. I mean, how often do you have a bad day and you take it out on your spouse? Has anyone ever done that in this room? No one? Me either. But how often, like the other day I was so, I, I, I think it's like I do a lot of disaster response work and there's obviously all these disasters happening everywhere. Um, there's uh, some people in Puerto Rico that couldn't get supplies and we couldn't send supplies. And anyway, long story short, I, I have, I've really never had a tension headache before. Like all of a sudden I'm, I'm like being extremely melodramatic I'm in the office and Betsy's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. My head is killing me. And she's like, oh, you, you have a headache. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's got to be something more than that. <laughs> what an idiot. And, uh, and uh, they take such good care of me. And, uh, and I'm like, no, it's got to be more than that because it hurts so bad. And Betsy's like, just drink some water. John's like, drink some water. Betsy's like, take some Advil. But it was why I had the headache because of something else, right? So I want you to just understand that there's a third element, right? 
in what you're experiencing. So if your child is acting out, many of you caught on to there's a core need. He's hungry, okay? However, John still responded like what? How did John respond? Say it louder. Yeah, okay, like he's the, he's the victim. Like his son's out to get him. Everyone agree? That makes sense? Okay. Now, is your child really out to get you? Louder? No. Okay, they're doing a remake of Chucky, I heard. Now, and someone the other day compared their kid to Chucky. And I've never seen the movie, but I was like, I just don't think that's an appropriate uh, comparison. And, and, the, and the dad was like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, I, I think we need to talk about you, buddy, because that, that's not making sense. So no one has that really. Like, that can be a un... Uh, <laughs> That's a fear, but it's a fantasy fear. Our kids love us. You know what's interesting is when we talk about modeling after lunch, you're modeling 24-7, but you're actually, the reason you're modeling 24-7, even if like you're a mom or dad who travels all the time or is gone a lot, is because at their development level, saying under the age of 10, they are replaying you in their head. They're replaying you in their head, Okay. And so two things are happening. Let's get back to this. When the balls are being thrown at dad, the child is communicating the core need. I'm hungry. The child, because of the lizard brain, it's not derogatory, it's just a term that we use where it's a a reaction. Um, The brain reacts and responds but does not plan ahead. Do most of your kids pack little snacks in their pocket and say, um... It's 11. I'm probably going to be hungry in about an hour. I'm going to pack the, I'm just going to put these in my pocket for later. Do your kids do that? This means yes. This means no. If they do, if they do, awesome. That means that you've modeled that. If you've ever seen my daughter going to church, she has a bag this big. Okay. Where did she learn that? No, not me. Not me. Maybe. Me. I mean, she's so prepared. She's ready to do crafts with everyone. Okay? And she's like, Dad, my back hurts. So they learn from us. They're not out to get us. So when we respond like we're under attack, we're modeling for them how to respond when someone comes with a real need but displays themselves in a non-socially acceptable way. Does that make sense? So what I'm getting at is here's the trick. When you feel threatened, instead of defending yourself, ask the question, what's going on with my child? Practice on your spouse. What's going on with my spouse that I'm experiencing him or her in this way? It immediately relieves the pressure of thinking that you're under attack and need to be defensive. When we're defensive, little side note, when we're defensive, it means we expect that we're about to be either criticized or attacked. Okay? All right. So this would be a model like with a child. There's the third element. Oftentimes when we react strongly to the child, even if they're acting, this this represents conflict. In a conflictual way, the child gets, they start to question, they start to kind of freak out. So as your, your temper or your sound or your gestures go up, theirs will go up. Okay. So if you imagine 
you know, the, the tension or energy in this situation is like an EEG, then the child, the lizard brain, will try to go one beyond it. As we as parents learn how to have awareness of the situation and discernment, we can drop down and stay calm and convey a message of safety and stability. If we use the same model with two parents, there, the, once you can get past the conflict, then you see the need. I mean, how many times are you talking to your spouse, you're interacting, your expectations are not being met, you're upset, things get elevated, and you think to yourself, they just don't get me. Anybody? Come on. No one fights? Okay. Fighting's okay. I'm not one of those therapist people who are coaches who will say, don't fight, don't fight. I don't care about fighting. I care about how well you fight. I care how well you recover. Okay? We could talk about that for, that's another workshop all in itself. Think of the third element. Whenever there's conflict, consider this. There's a third element. Your kid doesn't have baggage. Your kid does not have an agenda. Your kid just wants food, and they probably waited too long to get it. Therefore, low blood pressure, uh, I'm sorry, low blood sugar can play a part. Just the feeling of hunger can play a part. Their stress tolerance is very, very low. Have you ever experienced a child throw a fit over food? Let me see your hands. I need to know that we're on the same page. Okay. Um, when was the last time you threw a fit over food? Okay, less hands. Woo, that was a trick. Um, your stress tolerance is higher now that you're older than when you were a child. Okay, but let's, let's go back. When we, res- when we respond and we're reactive, it's because of our baggage, not our kids. Our kids and spouses cannot make us behave badly. We have to learn how to behave well, how to continue to model that uh, our priorities, even when we're triggered. Others can only trigger our existing baggage. Baggage is like a term where you've heard this, right? We all have baggage. But let's, let's talk about exactly how much you have, okay? Let's talk about how much baggage you have. How, how many would say, I have a lot? I have a ton, dude. Like, I have so much. Okay, in all of you, we're all like brothers and sisters. Okay, baggage. So if, when we're distracted, Okay, as a couple comes together, we bring a vast amount of emotional and relational baggage, baggage and hurtful imprints that are multiplied. Okay, so just to make it really simple, you've got, you experience a lot of joy. People don't think of baggage in, 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 in the sense of joy. But when you experience joy together, you create an expectation subconsciously. And when you put that on someone else, it's like delayed disappointment. Okay. When you don't have disappointment, it's when someone else creates their own expectations, and we'll talk more about that later. So the joy will create expectations. It's stress. The pain, their baggage, triggers your baggage, and when you become a couple and you're married, it it, it compounds. And then you have the past baggage of relationships. Remember we talked about spending time worrying about the past, ruminating about the past? 
time uh, spent worrying about the future. So all that comes into play now in creating this nice big bundle of baggage, okay? And baggage is what we have to cut through to be authentic, to have connection points with those we love most or even those we work with. So we want to be very aware of our baggage. And so when I am, when John's being, things are being thrown at him from his, by his children, is he responding out of his baggage? Sorry, John, but you were. Who were you thinking of? Your parents. Now, did they ever do anything to disappoint you? Did they ever do anything to fill you with joy? I'm glad you said that one. I mean, let's get, you know, they're not here, but, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but we all trust each other. We're all here to learn together. You're doing the heavy lifting. Our parents played a huge role in, in guiding us towards what is joy, what is pain. And so even though they left us with a lot of baggage, it wasn't their intention. It wasn't their intention. The question is, what is your child really communicating to you? And we've got to put our baggage to the side in order to really hear it. And also, why are you reacting to it? The more you know about your baggage, the more you decompress that, let me, or disclose that with your spouse and your MC, things like that. Oh, is that me? Um, then you actually think of it as a balloon, okay? So. Right, so air will go in to blow up the balloon. All right, as you also disclose your situation, you engage in community, you share with others the baggage you're dealing with, you're letting air out. Now, the balloon is elastic air in, air out. What happens if you just blow air in but don't let any air out? It's going to pop, and where's all that air go? Huh? Everywhere. Uncontrollable. Have you ever seen anyone freak out? Okay. We do a whole workshop on burning out for people in startups. And then there's a very clear cycle. It's very obvious. Um, people start freaking out. They start acting out. Then they turn it into a habit. And then they try to recover. And that's the burnout cycle. And this is why community, and God points us to giving ourselves into community and relying on one another, being relationally dependent, understanding that we're the vines, and even when we're at a time of pruning, that we need to let that pressure in and out as we process our history, as we work to be more present here. You'll always be more present the less you're in the past and the less you're in the future. Let's go to our third problem we're going to talk today. Self-focused parenting. What is that? Well, let's talk about it. Let's move back into our groups. And I want you to talk, discuss the question, when is your home most harmonious? Thank you for listening to The Well Podcast. For resources and information on how you can support our mission to proclaim the gospel and make disciples, please visit us online at www.boulderwell.org.